You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm here with my co-host, McQuaid. McQuaid, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing outstanding. Had a good uh, good Mother's Day today. Yeah, yeah, I was able to spend some time with my mom as well and just uh, celebrate her a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to uh, our topic today, which we're, we're basically going to go over some of the kind of back half of the draft process guys um mainly guys from the seventh round undrafted free agents just go through some who you know we like we want to see we want to keep an eye on as we move forward in camp who could maybe make an impact maybe make the roster so um we'll, we'll go ahead and get right into that so McQuaid I know your first guy is a uh, a home I guess home state favorite uh or it could be a home state favorite with Packers fans yeah, so I'm going to go right off the bat with wide receiver Danny Davis out of uh, Wisconsin. You can call it a maybe a little bit of a homer pick if, if you want to, but but I'm all right with that. Uh, so looking at this this year's draft and then and then even um, the undrafted, right, you, we've got a number of guys who, who may or may not be able to handle kick returns, right? Christian Watson has, has lots of experience with it at, at North Dakota State, um, even um, – um dubs from 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 nevada he has some some experience with it and then uh the seventh round guy samari Toure. that that all of them have have kickoff return experience right but i don't think especially off uh, based off last year i don't think there's gonna be any shortage of people that they look for to return kicks and 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 just make an impact on special teams i think that that's what's danny davis's role on the team is going to be at least from the start right he ran a four five forty 31-inch vertical. He's he's not going to be jump off the uh, off the screen to you um, as one of the guys that are just off the stat sheet um, uh, ballers, but he is going to put in the work, right? We put saw that interview he did, I think, just yesterday or the day before, how he's going to do whatever he can to make this team. Um, the thing that I have liked about him a lot is is when he he was on the field, he's been consistent, right? He showed consistent hands throughout throughout his career at at. Uh, Wisconsin. He is he's, he's, he's above average route runner. He's actually been a, a really good route runner throughout his time at Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, obviously, anyone who's a Badgers fan know that they're, they're a run heavy team, almost if not more so than North Dakota State, which, you know, just going to put in a plug for Christian Watson was incredible. The number, how we got the numbers yeah. that he did. Uh, but I think that, that, that he is going to be someone that um, shocks people just as at, his, at his, his football IQ, his ability to run routes. And then if, if he can make his way onto the roster, you know, I mean, he's going to be battling with that Samari Toure type player to make the roster um, and, and possibly the, the special teams, right? I think that Romeo Dubs and Christian Wasser are going to be a lock to make the roster just because they're at a position of need. And both of them are obviously uh, above average. They're good. And it's going to be Danny Davis and, and, and the, the likes of those players competing for that wide receiver five or six, and then possibly a kick return guy. And I think that Danny Davis 
has shown uh, that, that he can he can make the right decision, not drop uh, uh, kick returns like we saw last year with a number of different players, even Randall Cobb. Um, so I think that he's going to be a, a, someone to look out for definitely on the the, the special teams uh, and and possibly make the fifty three. Yeah, I know that he's a guy who uh, over the past over the past weekend, uh, as the Packers were doing their rookie mini camp, I believe he he was one of the uh, a standout player in that. Um, can't remember if it was Saturday or Friday, but some some people were reporting that he caught either it was either a long touchdown or a long pass from one of the one of the rookie backup quarterbacks. So that's that's definitely someone I want to keep an eye on as we go move into camp. You know, they always say that that saying uh, um, hard work beats talent when, when talent refuses to work hard. You know what I mean? And, and not saying that that anyone on the Packers roster is not going to work hard, but I think that he, he might fall in that category. He just works his tail off to get on this roster and, and it might happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, my first guy, he moving over to the other side of the ball. Um, I'm going to talk about Trey Sterling. He's a safety out of Oklahoma State. And I think with all these guys, you kind of touched on it. We're, we're, we're going to be basically talking about special teams. Like we're, we're going to have to be realistic. The, the path to these guys making the roster is on special teams. And I think that's something that Trey Sterling can do, right? He was, a, I think, I believe he was a multi-year starter at Oklahoma State. His last year, the, this uh, most recent year, he uh, missed a lot of, a lot of the games with injury, um, came back, but Watching some of those games, he was in use on special teams as like a kickoff return gunner, that kind of thing in, in that sort of role. And so that's something I'm definitely going to be looking at, see if he can make make a mark there. Um, just in general, you know, he moves pretty well for safety. He he doesn't have top line speed, but I thought he was a good tackler. You know, he had a little bit of thump when he when he hit guys. And so that's something, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, if he can get in on special teams in those preseason games, uh, kind of make an impact on uh, the special teams. I think that that with with um, uh, Trey Carpenter, what's his first name? Carpenter. Uh, Trey Sterling, or Trey, are you talking uh, about Tariq Carpenter? Tariq Carpenter, I apologize. Right. Tariq Carpenter. Him being moved to linebacker, right, is is going to just solidify the fact that anyone in in the Packers' uh, um, rookie camp, training camp, step up at that safety position has a chance to make the roster. Um, you know, yeah. safety, safety next to maybe tight end or, or, you know, I guess we could say wide receiver even just because we don't have anyone solidified yet that we know for sure is going to take on that, that wide receiver one, two, three role. Um, safety is the, the number one, you know, you know, thinnest position on, on, on the roster and yeah. anyone comes in and, and just shows capability shows that they can play better than Henry black that did last year. <laughs> And and to be honest with you, not even that big of of of, of a knock against Henry Black. We know we know who Henry Black was going the season last year, yeah. and and he he played well. He had some good moments last year. So anyone who can do that, they're gonna have a chance to make this roster. I think that we're gonna be surprised with some names we see come out. You know, with possible making that 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 third string uh, safety spot. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like you said, safety is definitely something they'll probably be looking to add depth in um, either for someone, uh, a rookie or an undrafted free agent or someone off the free agent market. Um, and yeah, I think Trey Sterling, you know, if he can get get adjusted to playbook, maybe make some plays in preseason, he could try to slot into that role. Um, like I said, I'm a little I don't really want him at deep safety just because he doesn't have top. He doesn't have great speed. Um, but, you know, maybe as an underneath like hole defender, that kind of thing, he can he can make an impact. Um, and then I believe you had a running back for your next guy, right? Yep. So Tyler Goodson out of, out of Iowa, he's had a lot of, 
a moderate amount of hype around him coming into to, uh, Green Bay. And I think just because he's had some, uh, um, he had some, he had a fair amount of success at, at uh, Iowa, you know, and that's obviously a, a run heavy um, team this this past year in in um, 2021, I believe it was, or maybe it was 2020. He he had uh, he was actually led the team in receiving, or was one of the leaders in receiving, 143 receptions and 762 yards. Uh, oh, I'm serious. Excuse me. That was the rushing stats. 143 rushes, 762 yards, and then 15 receptions for 152 yards. Um, I like him as a possible run, running back three candidate, just yeah. because we don't know what's going on with Kylan Hill. Um, and and you, you got to take that into account. You know what I mean? I think that Kylan Hill is a better player overall than than Tyler Goodson is. But given the current state of the the Packers running room, I think that we have one of the best one two punches in the league, if not the best, with Aaron Jones and. AJ Dillon, but after that, it's a big, big question mark. And yeah. and Tyler Goodson comes from a from a a big, Big Ten uh, run down your throat type of type of school, just like most most Big Ten schools are. Um, and I think he can come in and 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 fight fight for that that running back three spot, contribute on special teams. Uh, I do see Kylan Hill beating him out once he's back and healthy, and, and that 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 torn apart knee is is fully rehab. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I like Tyler Goodson and what he could bring. He he ran a, a four five excuse me four four two forty a thirty seven inch vertical. So he's he's got the athleticism uh, to come in and, and make an impact. Um, I, look out for him. Look out for him to be someone who 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 makes the roster possibly uh, in the in lieu of an injured player. Yeah, and did he? You may have mentioned it and I missed it, but he, did he have any punt return or kick return experience? Uh, I don't see it on his, on his uh, draft profile, uh, but that's another thing that that's going to be looked at it. If he can, the, the, the more versatile you are as a young player like that, the better chance you have. So I, I wouldn't put it past him to at least put him back there and see if they uh, see if he has some success with that. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So us cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, uh, that's definitely something I'll be keeping an eye on as well. Um, that running back competition with kind of, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of a three-way, going to be a three-way competition between Kylan Hill, Patrick Taylor, and Tyler Goodson in camp. And so that's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on because like you said, he's, he's, he's been a productive, you know, in a fairly major conference. And so, you know, that, that, Think that type of talent could translate to the NFL. Uh, sticking on the offensive side of the ball, my next guy was Samore Toure, the Packers, uh, one of the Packers' seventh-round picks. He uh, played with Nebraska this past year after transferring from Montana. Um, so he's kind of he kind of transferred from that um, that lower level school to a, a more major program. Um, I'm looking up his stats here. Um, but I know that actually in Montana, he uh, set a playoff receiving record with over 300 yards against, uh, I believe, Southeast, Southeast Louisiana. Um, yeah, so he, had, he played in all 12 games with Nebraska in 2021. He uh, had 46 receptions for 898 yards and five touchdowns. Um, watch, watching his film, he was just used all over the place. Uh, Nebraska used him on jet sweeps. Um, they even used him in the backfield, like on triple option plays or just as a straight running back. Um, they used him on bubble screens as well as on like vertical routes and that kind of thing in the slot outside. So he was just all over the place for them. And he showed like some legitimately intriguing stuff, like some ability to manipulate defensive backs with his route running, his footwork, his head movement. And I was like, I, I, you know, I was watching him. I kind of set up like this guy, he, you know, he needs to get more consistent, but he could have some legitimate talent at that wide receiving position. Um, he was also a uh, special teams player. You know, he was a gunner, uh, I believe on punt return teams and maybe kickoff return teams. Um, but yeah, that's definitely someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on as well, uh, along with all those other wide receivers that the Packers have. I like, I like the point you made that he was, he was uh, played everywhere. Cause that's the first thing that I saw when I looked up Tamara Toure and, and, and what he brings um, to, to this team where we could possibly bring. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him being a possible steal in the seventh round and, and just his torn up everywhere he's gone, which is what you want to see, right? Like we just talked about the guys that are more versatile, the ones that are going to make the team. I think that Samari Toure, Unfortunately for my, you know, fan favorite Danny Davis pick, I think that Tamar <laughs> Toure is a lock to make this roster just because of the experience that he has. Not only returning punts, not only covering punts, but being a wide receiver. I mean, he came in off of dominating Montana um, or, or dominating on the Montana team and then was ne- immediately Nebraska's number one wide receiver last year. Um, yeah. and you don't just do it. You don't just come into a Big Ten school and just be the number one uh, receiver on a team unless you have some real talent um he he's he has he has he has gem videos on uh, all over social media and uh, specifically twitter about him covering kick returns fielding kick returns um he's gonna be someone that definitely is gonna get that 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 one or two you know christian watson all year long i don't see it happening but say he has four five six drops they're gonna continue to put him out there because it's Christian Watson, they know what he can do, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of the benefit you have when you're early round pick. You get more mistakes. You get more more chops at the the, the wood. But Samara too raising to be one of those guys end of the end of the, the, the late round that he only has one or two or three cho- chances, and he's got to capitalize on them, or else he, he may not get an opportunity in in Green Bay or or even the league. But I firmly believe that he is going to be one of those guys that hit on all three or two or one of his chances that he gets because he just has so much experience all over the football. Um, 
that no matter what they ask him to do, he's going to come in, he's going to execute it. Yeah, yeah. No, watching watching his game, you know, you can kind of see how he would translate to the Green Bay offense because he's doing a lot of stuff like like those bubble screens that they love so much. Like he's doing that. You know, he's uh, he's getting in on jet sweeps. Um, they're running him like under the formation on those uh, those boot action plays, right? Running under the formation is kind of a, a flat threat. Um, yeah, I'm. I think if he can, you know, make his mark on special teams, contribute in that way, and make the roster, I think he can. De- he could develop into a, a a legitimate player. So I'm looking forward to that. And I believe you wanted to talk more about uh, Kingsley uh, and Agbar. Um, wh- were you you were kind of done uh, with the undra- undrafted free agents you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, I think that that going forward, just uh, those 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 four that we hit on, I think were 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 undrafted and then, and then seventh round players. I think those four were, you know, great examples of, of something that we've, we've seen a little bit so far to be excited about them. But we, I mean, we won't really know much until we watch them, uh, watch more rookie tape. But I just wanted to hit on, you know, fifth round, that's still a later round pick. You know, there's only seven rounds in the draft. Fifth round is still a later round pick. Kingsley Enigbare, I, I'm, I'm falling in love with this dude. I think I even mentioned him last week. Uh, I'm falling in love with this dude the more that I watch him. He is going to be, in my opinion, a monster on this defense eventually. I think he's going to get many opportunities to, to make his, his impact known this year. I think that one of the biggest things that bodes well for him is that he can line up anywhere on that defensive line. I think that that's what, what Zadarius Smith um, prided himself on for, for the, the few years that he was in Green Bay and, and excelled. And I think that that's what Kingsley is going to be able to do uh, for, for Green Bay. Now, you look at what Green Bay has with their with their you know three-headed monster now a defensive tackle with Reed, Wyatt, and, and of course Kenny Clark. And then you've got the the rotational between President Smith and Rashawn Gary on the outside, right? There's going to be plenty, plenty of opportunity for Kingsley and Enigbare to come in and and play for any one of those defensive tackle spots just as a as a you know situational uh type type play, or come in and just and just be that true edge. Uh, for a for you know a, a player two on a drive, um, I'm really excited to see what what he can do now. His tangibles or his measurables didn't jump off the charts during his pro day, um, which I think is why he dropped in the in in the the draft, which is totally fine. I'm totally totally okay with grabbing him <laughs> yeah. with 179th overall pick when a lot of mocks prior to this prior to his testing had him going in as high as a second round in this draft. So that tells you that that if you're going to have a guy fall and, and it's, it's because he didn't perform well at the pro day, not because he didn't perform well on the field. And I'll take that all day long. I am stoked about this kid. I think he's going to come in and make an impact from, from one of the very first few drives that, that he, that he's on the field. Um, I'm really, really excited to see this guy on the field. He, the, the thing that I keep going back to is generated pressure on 15.7% of opponents dropbacks in 2021, which was the ninth highest in the entire FBS um, and in second only in, 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 in Alabama, or excuse me, in, in, in the SEC, second to Will Anderson on, the, on Alabama. Um, t- talk all you want about his, 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 his pro day performance, but you see it. You see his constant performance and motor on the field, and I think that, that he's going to benefit from the rotation we'll have on our defensive line. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm really excited. A- anyone who, who follows my Twitter account and saw some of the clip, clips I was posting after they drafted him, and they, they know I'm, I'm excited as well. Like this guy, he, he finds ways to affect the passing game, whether it's inside or outside. He's got some just violent, uh, violent hands. He can, you know, string together pass rush moves. 
yeah, just just really fun to watch, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him as a third edge rusher. Um, there was one other guy I wanted to talk about, uh, kind of sticking on that defensive side, and that was Ellis Brooks. Uh, he's an undrafted free agent with the Packers out of Penn State. Um, looking at his stats for Penn State, he played in 47 career games, uh, 20 starts. Uh, he had 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, two forced fumbles, and one interception. Um, I believe he had in 2021, yeah, he had one sack and three tackles for loss. So he's not a super high, imp- he wasn't a super high impact player, but watching him, he's, he's another guy who could, you could see contributing on special teams. Like he's a really good downhill thumper type linebacker. That's where he really excels is just, you know, blitzing through a single gap and just trying to attack that ball carrier. And I, I think, you know, that can translate to special teams as a gunner, that kind of thing. Um, he's got some good straight line speed. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he can contribute in that area. I'm not sure if he'll ever, you know, be a contributor on defense, like with all of these guys, but, um, with looking at that impact he could have on special teams, I could see him making the roster, you know, maybe over Ty Summers or someone like that, who doesn't have the same, may not have the same tackling skills, downhill tackling ability as Ellis Brooks does. I think that, that similar to what we touched on um, with with safety, you know, if, if Quay Walker wasn't there, we'd be talking about the depth at, at linebacker. Just yeah. as we are safety. Um, to, we're going to see, you know, who is, who really steps into that linebacker three, four, five role because every team has it at least fighting for those spots and, and then fighting for that, that practice practice squad spot. Um, and all it takes, all it takes is, is one, um, player to make a play on special teams or a few on special teams, and then they lock down. And, and a lot of times there's linebackers. Linebackers are are notorious for making special teams and making yeah. teams. So um, I'll definitely look to see who's going to be that. that And and uh, our new special teams coach, he's going to be fighting for, for these guys to, to, yeah. to, to kill themselves on the field just to make a <laughs> play, just because, you know, that's going to be a major focus of turnaround for the team this year. Yeah, I feel like we kind of talked about the competition at running back. I feel like there could also kind of be a competition brewing at that like number number four inside linebacker spot between Ellis Brooks, um, Tariq Carpenter, and you know Trey Sterling has kind of similar abilities as like a, a downhill run defender or special teams contributor. So I could see you know a competition developing like that through camp, and I'm gonna be keeping an eye on that as well as uh, some of the other things we discussed. I think that that Tariq Carpenter moving to linebacker, it just is it, just going to emphasize the, the the point that they're really putting so much assets into that middle linebacker inside linebacker role because they saw such a drastic improvement on the the defense as a whole because of what uh, Devondre Campbell did last year. So putting a lot of assets into that into that position, and then Tariq Carpenter is going to be able to play the pass from that inside linebacker role because he has that experience at safety. Now we we haven't always seen that work out for the best, but. I think that he's going to be someone that that, that, that that shocks a few people. And, and I think he's definitely a lock to make the roster given what he's going to offer on special teams. And also that, that inside linebacker role, uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot of comp- It's going to be tough. I think for the first time in a while, it's going to be very tough to make the, the roster for inside linebacker on the green Packers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be uh, really interesting to watch that competition develop. Um, just, it feels like the Packers added a bunch of talent I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do at training camp and preseason this year. And then, eventually in the regular season. So McQuaid, uh, was there anyone else you wanted to talk about or any other topic you wanted to touch on? No, I think that's it. But I think this time next week and, and then definitely the coming weeks, we're going to have a lot more undrafted free agents and, and late <laughs> round to talk about. 
Yeah, it definitely is. As kind of those camp storylines develop, uh, we'll definitely try to cover those. Um, next week, I believe the plan uh, is for us to talk about the schedule release, kind of talk about the Packers opponents and how that's going to shake out. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to uh, our podcast and uh, have a great day.